Welcome to the Happy Homeschool, where we talk about creative homeschool inspiration rooted in relationships for the nonconformist, dedicated parent. I'm Laura Blodgett. And my goal at the Happy Homeschool is to inspire and equip you to create a learning environment that makes home everyone's favorite place. You can always read more at thehappyhomeschool.com. Hello, I'm Laura. Today we are going to talk about how to protect your children from propaganda-induced outrage, and this is a re-recording of week 32 of 52 Weeks to a Better Relationship with Your Child. If you want to be outraged, you can find a reason. There is always something horrible going on somewhere. In fact, horrible things seem to happen just about everywhere regularly. Many of these things are the result of humans doing things to each other. Does this mean that we should all be constantly outraged? When children start to become aware of current events in the world, it can be overwhelming. A lot depends on how the influential adults in their lives respond to such things. Children need parents who can both verbally put things in perspective and model a non-reactionary approach to all the bad news. Part of the challenge is that outrage sells. Another factor is that outrage can be used to manipulate people. Outrage tends to make any accusation more believable and any action justified. People gravitate toward outrage for the same reason they like a good story. The passion makes them feel alive. Outrage is more tempting than positive feelings because outrage feeds a sense of superiority. It can also provide people with a depth of meaning to their lives that they might otherwise feel lacking. But outrage leads to misery. There are certainly some things that are going to happen to us or in our sphere that will provoke legitimate anger and indignation. What we need to teach our children is twofold. One, feelings may be signals, but they should always be subject to reason and self-control. And two, People are finite, and no one of us mortals can bear all the suffering in the world. Outrage is bad for your health. It stimulates hormones that are good in an emergency, but will wear a body out if always present in the circulation. Outrage keeps you in a state of urgency that distorts priorities, including those for eating and sleeping. And outrage, constant outrage, is bad for your relationships. It makes enemies of those who don't share your outrage, and it reduces the chance of good discussion and learning because self-righteous indignation feels better. In a nutshell, constant outrage is beguiling because it appeals to our baser nature while at the same time masquerading as noble and justified. However, in the end, it can only lead to misery. Because who can be happy when they're always mad? Instead, we want our children to have a perspective that gives them hope, as well as fosters peace among all people. Now, let's think about letting the air out of our outrage. A good place to begin is by forging a perspective that dispels outrage by taking an honest look at ourselves. We have all done things, accidentally and on purpose, that others could rightly be angry about. We are all limited in our wisdom and ability to rightly discern a conflict that does not involve us. We all make mistakes fairly regularly in word and deed, though we sometimes don't realize it or admit it until later. 
A historical perspective can be useful because it highlights what should be expected from people in general. Human fighting, stealing, and basic meanness are not occasional nor anomalous. It doesn't make much sense to be outraged or shocked, which is part of outrage, by the inevitable. Which brings us to the need for hope. We don't want to exchange outrage for despair. Unfortunately, it is pretty clear we cannot put our hope in people. Each generation seems to have all the same flaws as the last. My family has a solid hope in the God creator of the universe and his plans for the future, but I know some people don't. If you don't have a real hope, a foundational hope of what is going to be a good outcome, then it's really hard to, much harder to deal with this kind of outrage. The bottom line is that children need a hope in life that undergirds their experiences of love and happiness. Otherwise, these positive elements tend to crumble under the weight of the trouble in the world. It is always easier to overcome bad habits, such as constant outrage, if we are replacing them with good ones. Thinking in positive terms of what can be and what should be done can help protect your children from the constant outrage. It is positive to feel compassion and help others, as opposed to fueling vindictiveness. It is positive to take actions that we actually personally can take, rather than try to force others to do what we think they should. It is positive to set good priorities and be responsible instead of letting outrage impulses jerk you around. There are those who make a living fueling outrage. Teach your children that they don't need to be controlled by such people. Teach your children that world peace begins in their own hearts and with their own relationships. Make sure you have signed up for the Dangerously Helpful Homeschool Dispatch. When you do, you will receive my best 25 homeschool tips. Now go out there and have fun creating a fantastic homeschooling experience for you and your children. 